0: All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are here. You are listening to the Least Likely Church podcast, where three great friends talk about whatever they want, and occasionally that includes the church and ministry. Boy, do we ever have the best podcast ever created for you fine folks today. But before we get too far, allow me to introduce the finest co-host in all the land. He's a Buffalo Bills fan. He loves buffalo wings. He wants to row to Buffalo for eight seconds. John Allen.
1: i have actually... Uh Fun fact, they made a movie about me called Guy on a Buffalo. You can go check it out on YouTube or anywhere to find films or streamed. Hey, don't shoot me.
0: (laughs) Mm -mm. Oh, wow. With us, as always, is our tremendous producer, Conda, perhaps Salty Lou. I feel like today we're going to meet Salty Lou. I think so. Um, It's very possible. We'll see who's here as we get into our topic for today. Conda, how are
2: you? We're doing well. I'm doing well. Excited to be here for episode two. Episode dos. Yes. That's two in Spanish.
0: As always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and check us out on the internets at leastlikelychurchpodcast.com and on Instagram at leastlikelychurchpodcast, where you can see pictures of the voices you're hearing, check out what we're up to, and whatever else is on the Instagram. Uh, today's podcast is powered by the Coffee My Wife Made, which we're on our second pot already, I think, today. Um, today, we are going to be taking a deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive. One, two, stop.
1: Where's it? You got deep dive music?
0: No, but okay. we have a special guest with us sitting we in do. for our podcast, our first special guest ever. Yeah. Um, perhaps you've heard of him. It's not likely. Um, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't, but today, the topic, what we're going to be talking, we're going to be talking about art. We're going to be talking about music. We're going to be talking about movies. We're going to talk about Christianity and where faith and art intersect, and we thought none of us are successful at music. I just want to leave that pause, see if anybody jumped in. No. Uh, Yes, really, at much, but specifically at music, so we didn't really have a platform from which we could speak on this topic. So we invited an artist who is a believer, but he is an artist that is not a, air quotes, Christian artist. And so he has... Which
1: means he's a non-Christian artist, right? Wow.
0: I suppose you could say that. That's true. Okay, Uh, We're delighted to have him. He's not only sitting in on the podcast, but he will be recording a special Back Porch session from the back porch of my house which you can check out on our website at the website address I've already said leastlikelychurchpodcast.com uh he is a berkeley grad he's a worship leader he's a husband he's a brother he's a musical savant he's a cat owner and he's an indie artist ooh, ooh. with all yeah, no, yeah. So wow. right? i know that's so pretentious right indie artist so pretentious to call someone an indie artist in case you're wondering what it sounds like that's him Ladies and gentlemen, please make welcome to the least likely church podcast, Xander.
3: Oh, hello. Hello. Thank you all so much. Yes.
0: All right. That's it. You don't say anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know you're new to this podcast thing. We're seasoned veterans. Right. Episode, episode two. two. <laughs> episode two. We have
1: roughly 100% uh, more experience than you do. Yes, that, That's that, accurate.
0: That's true. We do have one, two, three, stop. Yeah, not because it wasn't good. It was good.
3: No, I didn't take any personal offense. All right. I like seeing you display the power in the countdown stop. mm, It's good. It's very
0: definitive. uh, Yes,
2: indeed it is. All right, Conda, take us there. What's first today? All right. First, we're going to be talking about music. We're going to be talking about Christian music, non-Christian music. What's the difference? Uh, What is it like uh, to be a Christian that makes non-Christian music? And is there a place for non-Christian music in the church? Uh, What does that mean? How does all that work? Wow. Well, yeah, first, it's a big topic.
1: I'd just like to say, you know, earlier I was a little tongue in cheek when I called Xander a non-Christian artist because I think one of the things we're going to talk about is is there even a di- what's the distinction between those two? Well, let's go there. Yeah. What's what's the difference there between a
0: Christian band and a band of Christians, or a Christian artist or an artist that is a Christian? What is the difference, John?
1: I don't know. Does anybody? No, I'm just... No. You know, I think back to the, the 90s, and I grew up in church world. You know, I grew up in a pretty conservative church environment. And there was this flood of groups that were trying to cross over from what was very clearly Christian music into, at that time, what was very clearly non-Christian music. And so you had bands like Switchfoot and P.O.D. and these groups that oh, were... Oh, P.O.D. Right. I, I loved know. P.O.D. Southtown just ringing oh, in my head. Oh, but, my gosh. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. And there was this huge debate going on and they were being ostracized by churches because of what they were trying to do mm-hmm. and it's like the church needs this distinction between the two and True the question story. is do we need it
0: third day actually tried to do an album that wasn't considered a part of the christian uh mm. genre Let's see how um, that went they, they played the tonight- they dipped their toe wow. in that pool <laughs> Dang. shots fired at third
3: day um, yeah, so I just they, mean they're, they're back into the Christian music making realm. So hey,
0: I, it's not you a know path what? they're stuck with. There's one thing yeah. you can notice: they're all back. Mm-hmm. They all came back. Right. I was in a band for about five minutes, and we were nominated for some awards. And we went to an award show that Switchfoot was also nominated at, and they won a buttload of awards, but weren't there because they were oh. two <laughs> non-Christian <laughs> artists to be <laughs> to there. The the and then I looked back a couple of years later after their. Uh, mainstream albums stopped selling the same way that The Beautiful Letdown did. And uh, they were back. They were right back there. And I'm certainly not here to say that I've sold more albums than Switchfoot or Third Day or any of those albums. But I do think there is quite a conundrum of Christian artists versus Christian art versus we're a band of believers versus our music is defined by our uh, religious perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you balance all of that, Sander?
3: Yeah. Well, that's, that's a weird topic because of the fact that you see it played out in so many ways. I mean, this is one where you have a few people that are on every team. You have people that are clearly in Christian music, and then you have people that are making worship music, which is a different thing. And then you have people who are Christians making music, but it's very obvious. And then you have people that you didn't know were Christians until you saw it in an interview or something because their music really disqualifies them from that or you know whatever there's a whole bunch of of different versions of that and I think that a big chunk of it comes down to what you're comfortable with as someone who's creating things and then what the audience that you eventually secure for yourself is comfortable with because you see people who Um, I mean, this happens in secular music where you've got an artist that you like and then they drop a new album and you're like, what is this garbage? What happened to the music that you used to make? And the same thing happens for artists who are making Christian music and then they try to move into something that's a little more neutral. Um, All of their current fan base does the same thing. Like, what is this? This is not my Christian music and you have destroyed me and come back.
0: So you brought up an interesting point, I think, when you talked about worship music, worship songs. Is there a difference between a worship song and a Christian song?
3: Mm.
0: Yes. What's the difference? You know? You know the answer to this? <laughs> this is great. This wow. is, this is strictly gonna learn, my opinion. I'm going to learn something today. Hang
3: on. Let me get my pen. <laughs> strictly my opinion. But it always seems like the difference is in um, the way that they're written, because worship music and Christian music, what they have in common is that they're very obviously made to be Sung along with, you know, the melodies are written in a particular way and Outs- outside chord of track. the
0: abstract and the weird. Right. What's not made to be sung along with? Well, like, aren't some of the best songs question. in the yeah. world yes. like the ones that we would all start singing as soon as they came on? Like, right, like "Take on Me" or "Don't Stop Believing" or right. songs like that. Like Fireflies. As as... Ooh. No,
2: not Fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Stop talking Back about again. Owl City. Still charting on iTunes right now, top ten oh my God. God. millennials. Millennials. <laughs> <You're> the worst. <laughs> but, You're the but literal is worst. the
1: intent when that song is written, is the intent for it to be sung along with?
0: I would assume so. Or at least to be enjoyed. Like but to hope surely so. Surely the music that's being created in the Christian market is being run through the filter of enjoyment. Right. But, I mean, well, it's, it'd be hard to believe that based right. on listening to it. <laughs> it's it's partially about who's, who's supposed to be enjoying it. Right. I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to seem like a – I don't want to be stinky about it. I just – I don't know. I don't know. the. I So maybe my biggest question is why does the genre Christian music exist? Why is that a thing? Because there's – You know what? It, go. You know what I think
1: is interesting? If you go on like Apple music, iTunes or whatever right now, and you search for genres, you're going to see rock music. You're going to see indie. You're going to see pop. You're going to see country. You're going to see classical. You're going to see all these different styles of music. Christian is the only one that's not a style of music. Right. It's about the, the source of that music. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's classified as a genre, but it's different than any other genre that you're going to find. Right, strictly out there. because of the content that it was. Because of the content, all
0: of the normal genres are squished into that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you just if you go to iTunes and click Christian, then you'll find Lecrae and right.
2: oh, the Gaither remember. Band, whoever else. The, okay, so the Gaither <laughs> and other Band, Isles. Um, yeah, completely and different, other different genres of music that are lumped together. Right. I know right.
0: other like you know you'd find Switchfoot in there, I'm mm-hmm. sure now yeah. and. I don't know. What are some of the, like an elevation you'd find? Like a you'd find. So that's yeah. a, that's another thing. Like More worship even in and of itself. It's there's worship albums. There's Christian albums. There's rock. There's I don't. Is there country? Is there Christian country? Is oh yes, it,
1: there is for sure. There really is.
2: Yeah, it's not. Is that Man. not called gospel? Well, no. is that different country?
1: No, country different. actually, the country genre is one that crosses over into Christianity and faith a good bit. So that's true. There's a lot of crossover. Between you see that them. a lot. So
0: But the non-Christian country, you just mean like the actual country one. Like the yeah, I mean, real life. Culture. I mean, like
1: you, fl- you put on the, the country genre on iTunes and you get a Blake Shelton song that might be about God, mm-hmm. you know? So there's more crossover between faith and that genre than any other.
0: Is that more authentic? If you find a song that exists in a non Christian genre that's about, or do we as believers just write that off because his first song was about getting drunk and like punching a lady or something? Yeah.
1: Which P.S. <laughs> I've never I, heard a Blake Shelton song. I haven't about punching either. A lady.
0: I don't know if the, any of them are out there, but you know, I was just assuming.
3: Right, yeah, seeing some contradiction between one song and another as far as the beliefs that you hold right. as, a, as a Christian.
0: Is that what limits Christian music from truly expressing the heart of the artist, that every song has to end the same way? I listen to it, and I feel like there's a but in every song, mm. not, not a B-U-T-T, but just a <laughs> but in every song, sure. where it's like all of these things are happening to me, like I'm struggling, I'm anxious, I'm depressed, I'm worried, I'm this, I'm that. And then, but Jesus is awesome, so it's all going to be okay. It never just ends on a wonder what happened, right? There's no mystery, and we feel like we have to resolve everything, which means every song ends the same way, pretty much.
1: So yeah. I actually wrote a song once. It was oh called My, my right. Sunrise. I did a little little studio album. S O N
0: Sunrise. Oh, no, you know, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I it. I you know it. it. I got it. <laughs> and so the first part was all about depression and basically suicide. And I didn't want to see the sunrise. And then in the bridge, Does the I got hope rise? because I saw the the light. The sunrise. Ooh, oh, oh look at that. Oh, wow, see? And you can't hear the, you can't hear it. But I but I changed the spelling in the lyrics. Oh. Mm, do you remember see? when
0: I said that none of us had met with any success? <laughs> <laughs> now we know why.
1: That song like, has like fifteen plays on on my, my, I think you, my iTunes. So
0: oh, I, have, I have two two quick second like two quick uh, questions. Um, and then I've got a clip that I want to play from an interview. Somebody that you wouldn't expect to say this. Um, one, what's the deal with playing what we would consider secular or non-Christian music in the church? Yeah. It feels very like it was so cool, and look at how cool we are, and now we're back to this. We don't do that. What is the what power does it hold? Like, does it damage the integrity of the gospel presentation to play a song that's not considered Christian within a service?
2: I don't believe so. Why not? I think that songs, regardless of the overall content, they can connect with people no matter where they are. I think that if that wasn't true, then you wouldn't have any other radio station, right? If only if one style of genre or, you know, connected with everyone, you'd only have that one. But there's so many different songs that connect with different people in different places in their life. And so I think that you can use anything to connect with someone. And it says, Hey, I have your attention now.
1: I agree with that. And I think that, um, when it's done, it should be done intentionally.
2: Yeah. I was, I was part
1: of a, I was part of a church where we just had a standing, um, policy basically that we would do a secular song every single week as our opener. And there were a lot of times that felt terrible because we did a song just because we needed to do a song or we didn't think through the message of the song And if you do that, I think you waste time, valuable time in a service that might only be 60 minutes or 75 minutes or however long your service is. And you could waste time if you do it just to do it. And when you do it, it needs to, the message needs to match what you're doing. It should make sense to everyone. Um, We never got a complaint about an opener that made sense with everything else we were talking Mm -hmm. about in the service. It's just when we went off the the rails to do something else. And you have to do it well. If you're going to do someone else's song, you have to do it well or you have to do it different. Yeah. And right. I remember the first time I walked into a you, church you service. Yes,
0: you've lost almost everyone at do it well. <laughs> Fair enough. And I think you're 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 giving a lot of credit for intentionality, which that may be a whole nother episode we get Maybe. into the lack of intentionality of the gospel presentation. But right. yeah, continue. Yeah. First, I interrupted. The first
1: time I ever walked into a church that did that um my wife was uh shocked by it i think and she walked we walked out of the church the first time there and they did a switch song meant to live they did meant to live oh yeah that doesn't Um, count as a secular song i know it doesn't but it was one of those one of those fence songs you know uh, that rode down the middle and um we walked out and my wife looked at me she was concerned about what i might have thought she said what did you think of what you think of the secular song and i said I think it was a pretty crappy version of Switchfoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I took away from it. and I wasn't impressed. I wasn't drawn in. None of that. I just thought they did a pretty terrible job.
0: So I'm going to set this clip up with a question that's going to carry into our next segment. The question that has been plaguing me, why are Christians not held to the same standards creatively?
2: Hmm.
0: They have their own awards show because the creative content or the quality of their creativity is so limited by the genre that they have to create their own subsection just to award it. So on that, take a listen to this and tell me what you think. Well, what would you say
2: to Christian rockers then? Uh, make better music. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, my opinion, I think Jesus would like better bands, you know. <laughs> now I'm going to get a bunch of Christian rock hate mail. <laughs> but that's interesting. But it was, wait here, Here's a better quote. Yeah. Hey, Christian rock, if you want to be good, stop copying U2. U2 already did it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of U2-esque Christian rock. Sure.
0: I love that. That was Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. I love uh, that. The interview's a few years old, but I think it's true. <laughs> stop copying U2, first of all, is amazing. But I also think to have someone who doesn't stand for or publicly represent the Christian genre, challenge the creativity of it and say, I think Jesus would want better bands, uh, why aren't we saying that, like as believers? Why why aren't we challenging? Why do we just buy it because it says it's Christian?
2: Mm-hmm. Is it because we don't think that there could be anything better, right? Like we don't we don't believe that um, the style could actually get better, right? Like We're stuck into believing this is it. This is the best it's going to get. Acoustic guitars, a little bit of tracks, and a bridge that repeats 74 times. Is that it? Wow. The bridge. <laughs> oh, the bridge. Oh, the bridge. Something
0: it's happened to the bridge in a song. It's become like a whole other song. I feel like they just right. had a part of a song that they'd kind of written, and they were like, let's put that in the bridge of a song where
1: it doesn't fit. Right. How many times can we say hallelujah?
0: Mm-hmm. We could just do that. We could just do that a different way. A million.
1: Right. But I, I I wonder if partly it's the intent of the purchaser of the music or the end user that if, right the audience that, always that, shapes the product somehow that i'm not i'm not going to christian music to get great music i'm going to christian music to get great religious messages um, faith messages that's the problem yeah.
0: that's what the problem is we're not going to it for quality we're going to it for
3: right
0: you know for the for the message of it i just wish it could be both kind get us into something else
2: before this gets
0: too emotional <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: I'm
0: getting I'm getting a little choked up here just thinking about
2: in a mad way. No, it's good. Well we'll transition with a music related question. So you're stuck on a desert island. You can only pick some albums to bring with you. Are they all worship albums or are there no worship albums? No worship no worship albums. No worship albums. Wow, so a unanimous decision.
1: I'm my own worship album.
2: Good
0: Lord.
1: (laughs) Ring the bell. Ring the bell. That's (laughs) not it.
2: Wow. (laughs) Wow. All right. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so if you had to take three, Dusty, what would be your top three?
0: Oh, man. So uh, albums or artists? Um, Either. 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 either Just pick whatever. So an an album for sure is uh, Bringing Down the Horse by the Wallflowers. Mm -hmm. It came out like mid-90s. It was just, it was something. Uh, I can specifically remember my dad telling me that I had to break up with a girlfriend that I'd waited a long time to go out with. Um, He was right, P.S., Um, but just because he didn't want me to go out with her, I stayed with her for like two years. (laughs) Right. Take that. Take that. that.
3: (laughs) Most sustained relationship you had until you got married all
0: out of spite. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So it
1: shows him, but so
0: I went to my room and I wept and, uh, the, the, I remember the difference, the, the music video from the wallflowers was on, but that album was produced by T-Bone and had some of the greatest songwriting and the sounds and fell in love with the B3, fell in love with the guitar sounds. I, the first guitar pedal I ever bought, I went to a Mars Music hey, and yep. asked him for a pedal that would make me sound like the guy from The Wallflowers. <laughs> um, so probably that, and kind of maybe living in that genre of time. As an artist, I would take maybe Collective Soul. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. Because every album they make is amazing, and they're good, The production's good. Um, and then also, I don't want to be without... Uh, something that would refresh and restore my soul So I would take Petra as an artist Yes the yes. Christian rock artist Petra <laughs> oh,
2: Okay my, Certainly not
0: worship like, albums My No, my mentor growing up The guy who is largely responsible for me Loving music, the kind of music that I love Turned me on to Petra very early And so it's some of my earliest music memories Petra, Whiteheart, Striper, mm-hmm. White Cross. Man, Striper had
3: the outfit and everything. They Striper were was doing all it. In. So that's
0: it for me. Wallflowers, uh, Collective Soul, and Petra. 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 If you've you've never heard anything from Petra, have
2: you? Uh, no. Yeah. All right, well, we're drama. gonna
0: we're gonna listen to some oh, later. Okay. We're gonna turn some on
2: later. John. Top three. Okay. Our albums or artists.
1: Um, so I'll just I'll go ahead and be specific with albums. Uh, my first, my, and probably my favorite band right now is Dawes. We just saw them recently down in Charlotte. So good. It was really good. Um, and if I had to pick an album, I'd, I'd go with uh, We're All Gonna Live, which is their live album. Mm. Uh, I thought it
0: was
3: We're All Gonna Live. That's how I read it the first time.
1: Mm. <laughs> that was a mistake. Because it was a
3: live mm, album.
1: Not. I
0: make them oft, oft, wow. often. It's
1: it's well, they have, you know, their, one of their other albums is We're All Gonna Die. And I, th- I feel like that they felt like that was too disturbing, a little morbid. As mm. they decided to spin it. That's a great song. Um, we're, mm-hmm. all gonna, we're all going to Yeah. So uh, I would take that for sure. And then um, I am a big Need to Breathe fan. And there's a there's a band that's kind of oh, had geez. a little bit of crossover success, if you will. Um, a little I saw bit is on, like, Good Morning America doing Happiness and such.
3: A little bit. Um, Salty Lou says. Salty Lou says. Just a little bit. <laughs>
1: So, I would take Live from the Woods because I like live albums, in case you Apparently, can't. Apparently. And the least. reason I like it is because it's the next best thing to a concert, because you get all the transitions and the cool stuff that they do that sure. you never catch on a studio album. All right. Um, so, I'll take Live from the Woods. And then, last, I'm going to go back in history for this one. I would take Pocket Full of Kryptonite by the Spin Doctors. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. There's for probably real. only
0: one good song on that
1: album. That is that <laughs> not even true. I believe <laughs> That's not even true.
0: Was that you that texted me that time? You were somewhere and they were playing. You thought it was a cover band, but it was really them. I was
1: I was in Greenville, and we were were, Jess and I in our hotel right on the river there in Greenville, South Carolina. And there's a like BMW was having a fundraiser, and this band was playing out there. And I was like, Oh, they're pretty good. And then I heard them playing Two Princes, and I was like, Wow, that's a really good cover of Two Princes. And then I started listening a little bit closer. And I was like, "What's well, a really good cover of like all Spin Doctor songs?" Wow. And then I realized <laughs> it was them. So we came wow. down out of the hotel and sat down by the river and watched the back of their heads while they while they did a show. Very nice. Very
2: well, I nice. guess you are your own best cover band.
1: I guess so. As well as your own wow, worship that's really album. Deep. Wow! Did you guess right, that? Con- no, you I are your own
2: best right cover band. I wasn't listening. That'll be my sign. All right, Conda. Okay. No surprise here. If I had to pick an artist, it'd be Owl City. Oh. <laughs> yes. yes, no. Just, People you know are what? You don't know. get
0: any music. That's
2: you don't fine. I'm strong I mean, in my convictions about music, okay? Oh my God. His music is energetic. It doesn't make you right. It's super fun. Oh, and you know his. what? it pump you up. It, no, it won't pump okay. anybody up. I'm going to pump you up. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, second, if I had to pick an album, I would pick the Milo Ziloto album from Coldplay. A terrible album. Uh, not a terrible album. So I mean, not even close to one of their best, though. That's okay. fair. Well, let me be honest. I, didn't I
3: do into... like the epicness of Coldplay. Wait, wait, the wait, tracks. wait, wait,
2: wait. He's about to say something. I didn't get into Coldplay until like four years ago, and All that right. was probably the <laughs> okay. album that was out when it came out. And so that was my first real interaction with Coldplay, and I think it's still amazing.
0: So have you listened to Parachutes?
2: Is that an album or a song? Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go.
0: He's oh a big <laughs> fan. Oh, my God.
2: Rush Huge of Blood to the fan. Head. Oh, no, I know that one. Oh. Yeah. The song or the album? Yes. Oh,
0: my
3: God. I am a sucker for Charlie okay, Brown. Okay, so you're, 0 for, two. Brown, yes. yep. you're all, 0,
0: 0 for 2. Charlie Brown, yes. You're 0 for 2. Let's see what wow. what other horrors await
2: us. Well, you never know. But I'm also, if you were to like scan through my iTunes library right now, over 50% of it's movie soundtracks, so I'd have to take a movie soundtrack with me. Okay. Yeah, and it would actually be the How to Train Your Dragon soundtrack. That is probably one of my favorite movie soundtracks. You oh, what? Man. So basically what you've just described is my nightmare. Like, if I were on an island,
0: that was all I had to listen to. I would do... I mean, you know what? It would motivate me. It's
1: like an episode of Lost.
0: It would motivate me to build a raft out of sand. Oh, okay. Just just using my own saliva as some sort of an adherent to bind the sand together and float
2: away on it somehow, magically. He'd show up somewhere and
3: call himself the mud (laughs) dauber. Be all brown.
2: (laughs) Could, if I can improve your life that way, I'm glad that my musical selections were able All to right. do that. It's also cool. n- worth me? noting
3: that your selection is the same as maybe like a like a don't say unsocialized it. high school girl. Mm. Wow. He said it. He
0: said it. All right, Xana Xanadu. Let's hear it. What yes. you got?
3: So my three albums would be So by Peter Gabriel, When Gaucho by Steely Dan, Win. and um man probably 57th and 9th by Sting. The runner up to that was going to be anything by Jay Dilla. But what was Wait, you said? got to do
2: four. Yeah. Fun well facts, but he was, was the runner up. And, and nobody's ever up. heard of that last person. Yeah. So fun fact there's... I've heard of none of those albums. Yeah, there you go. That makes yes. sense. Was the last well, guy the
1: Owl City kid? No. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> lord.
0: <laughs> Let's you know what? This is wow. just going nowhere, nowhere fast. Nowhere fast. Nowhere fast. Let's
2: get to what's next, please, because I honestly cannot I can't even can't keep doing it. No. All right, well, our next segment, uh, continuing in the Christian arts theme, we're talking about Christian movies. Oh. Mm. Yes. I know.
0: So if it feels like I've stepped out to go to the restroom, I'm still here. However, I will likely either not talk at all or talk all of the time because I love, love, love movies with my whole heart. And I know you do as well, Conda. Yes. It's been a huge part of my life. He's getting choked up. Nothing makes me more angry than Christian movies,
2: (laughs) (laughs) which is why we're going to let John talk a little bit first. I'm not
0: here to throw shade on Christian artists, nor am I here to say I could do better than them. But I can say, from the perspective of someone who loves movies, please, please, please please do better. That's 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 it. Good. And I want please do better. I think we
1: can talk about about how it can be better too. And uh, first of all, I want to say that there are probably going to be some of you listening that have a Christian movie that's like your favorite movie of all time. Or you think there's a good one that maybe we've never seen before, which is not likely because we've probably seen them all. But
0: Mm, uh, maybe you have. Mm, right? (laughs) Right.
1: Well, so one of the things I do is I make sure that if somebody recommends something to me, even if I don't think it's going to be good, I watch it or read it anyway. Just because I, maybe it's just out of respect. That's a bold choice. So
0: you're going to be listening to Owl City on the way home today?
1: I've already listened to Owl City, oh, and I'm done.
0: That explains a lot.
1: But, um, so if you're listening to this, and you think there's a movie that you think is great, if you send us an email, hello at uh, leastlikeachurchpodcast.com, I will watch it, all right? And then on the next one, if it's fantastic, I will I will retract everything I'm about to say. And if it's terrible, I will verbally berate you. Listen, flood us
0: with emails. I want him watching the most awful movies. So please, everything from, I mean, I don't want to say any of them because I don't, I haven't watched enough of them to know. I'm just assuming they're all terrible, but please, I mean, send them the worst ones you can imagine, please.
1: So one of the things we've already talked about this idea, but, um, the, what people go to a Christian movie for is different than what they go to a Hollywood movie for. Right? It's the same right.
0: thing. It's kind of where we landed with the music. Right. So I want
1: to actually start there because I give. I actually give now. Now forgive me on this guy. You, can, you guys might disagree with me, but I give Christian movies a little bit of a pass because their intention is different.
0: Okay. Then what?
1: Well, Hollywood. So when Hollywood makes a movie, what's what do they want to do? They want to entertain get you, people. Entertain Make you, art. Make art. Sell tickets, yeah, right. Sell sell products, sell merchandise. When, uh, like, one of the, the real famous ones, Sherwood Baptist Church, Sherwood Pictures. They made a bunch of really popular movies um, in the recent past, and Conda's never heard of them. I, d- I don't it's know. apparently, Is the recent,
0: anything, <laughs> Is okay. recent past in oxymoron.
1: Well, I, well, I, I assume, think it was an
2: X Men movie.
1: <laughs> I assume they're still making stuff, but they Did made they, Sherwood they, some, some, make that some big ones, right? Flywheel was kind of their starter, and then they did facing the Giants, and that oh. got a lot of notoriety. And then Fireproof, right? Kurt oh. Cameron.
0: Ooh, Kurt Cameron! I've been waiting all day to do this. And then
1: yeah. it go- Ooh, show
0: me that smile. Which is what is that? This is the theme song for Growing Pains. Oh, okay. Was Kurt Cameron in that? <laughs> yes, Kurt Cameron was in that.
1: Well, I wasn't allowed to watch the satanic TV. Either, oh so. my goodness! As is evidenced <laughs> in your right.
3: justification of
0: Christian as long movies. As we
1: got yeah. it. this could be our theme song. Ooh. I didn't mention this, but the reason that I chose Pocketful of Kryptonite is because I used to laugh to listen to the Spin Doctors 98PXY out of Rochester, New York, on my boombox at the absolute minimum volume so my parents wouldn't know that I was listening mm. to secular music. <sighs> um, so that's why I have that affinity for Makes it. Sense. But they make movies rebel. like this, their intention is not to entertain you. Their intention is to minister to you, their intention uh, is to share a message. And so, well, well why, take a movie like why Fireproof can't it be real quick. Both?
3: I, I kind of wonder about that because if Their intention was to do something besides sell tickets and entertain their target audience. I feel like they actually, oh man, (laughs) I feel like they actually would shift their approach some because they're, right now they're doing things because they know that the audience they're making them for is going to come and see them. Right. Just like any other movie maker does because you have to, you have to measure it against like your profit and 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 you know, it's it's success. And so I feel like if, if their goal was really to make a statement, to make an impact, to teach you something and to do it effectively, they would have left the trends that were created in Christian movie making a while ago and leaned into what is a standardized system of things that are effective. Like when you see a regular awesome so movie. So by standardized system
0: you mean like good acting, yeah, good, good, good acting, right. Regular good things. Like, you know creative and new ideas
3: right It doesn't even have to be like revolutionary like christopher nolan gets into weird stuff sometimes it's always awesome but it can be weird and even the stuff that isn't weird is still awesome even going seeing like the harry potter movies they don't blow my mind with how they play with time but they're always awesome and very effective they make you feel and think certain things and the only thing what I do they make you think?
0: feel just out of curiosity harry potter movies yes a
3: whole bunch of different things Ooh. Like i think what? that's kind of the point all right, yeah, sure. A journey of emotions.
0: Oh, so <laughs> ring the bell, ring the bell. We don't say journey
2: on this podcast, all right. So, then I mean, in spiritual sense, I had to kind of jump in here. So, what I'm hearing you say is that you, I mean, at least from your point of view, a lot of times Christian films, and this could even bleed over into the, the music world, yes. they pick what's popular simply to sell a product instead of pioneering true art with actually something to say. They yes. just stick with what's safe because safe sells. Because As opposed a Christian movie was to come
3: out and be anything like the edgy. movies that we or Dusty especially really enjoys, wow, I think that because, he, well, he's the culinary expert of movies. No, that's true. Then their target audience, the people who typically buy the tickets for that movie and show up, would all be upset. It would be reviewed poorly by them, and then what they have would, like their base would
0: So if disappear. I can quickly summarize what you're saying, if Christopher Nolan made a Christian movie, my mom and her friends would hate it. There you go. Yeah. My mom and, and her friends being the group that gets excited and, and goes and sees God's not dead 42. Right. And go. when it
1: yeah. gets reviewed on the local Christian radio station for family friendliness, it would get a low score. So. We're,
0: we're right back to the same spot where, in my mind, the message limits even the ambition of creativity. Like, we're not even trying to be innovative. We're just trying to do what we think Christians are going to like. Right, and what do you mean our, by message? Like the, what they're trying to communicate, like what John was saying. like Their point's not to entertain you, it's to minister to you. So at some point, someone says, what if we do something like this? Well, we're, we're already going to do that, but at the end. Where, like, we know your life is bad, but Jesus is awesome. So that's all we have to do now.
1: Yeah, and, some, of, some of my favorite movies are the ones where I don't know the ending before it comes. But every Christian movie I've ever seen, I already know how it's going to end.
3: Well, so here's a question that that kind of brings to mind, which applies to the music conversation as well. Are you, are you effectively ministering to people and teaching and engaging them if you fail to effectively communicate to them or carry them through the thoughts and emotions of the story?
1: so that, No. I, I think that that takes me, yeah. I think it takes me to my biggest pet peeve with Christian movies is that they're safe. That Someone mentioned that word a little while yeah. ago. They're a afraid to word? make things real. And I'm, I'll, I'll use fireproof as, as an example. I think that was tremendously effective. Who was in fireproof? Ministry. Fireproof is Kirk Cameron, and he that's and his sure. wife fight. That's what there I we go. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they fight. Sorry. That's the growing pains theme, right? It is. It is. Yeah. So um, they they have a fight, and they and they're on the brink of divorce. The problem was when I watched that movie, I didn't believe them because mm. they were not fighting the way real people fight. They were fighting the way Christian people in a movie fight.
0: You know, because right? they were acting, and they were not good at it. Right. There you go. <laughs> well, that's
1: yeah. So, but. I feel like it would have been more effective in ministry had it been more realistic mm, so that when right. someone who's not a Christian or someone who's really struggling comes in and says, yeah, that is what's happening in my life, not some candy-coated version of what's happening in my life. And, and I think that, that Christian movie makers are afraid to step into that level of authenticity but isn't in that, their movie.
3: Isn't that the whole struggle of the Western or specifically American church is being afraid of realism, being afraid of the concrete stuff?
2: Wow. Well, so I was, ne- was going to say something It's like, level, isn't man. that something that like, I mean, this may be too much for this podcast, but like, I think people in general, don't we just struggle to delve into what's real? And so like, you know, you want to have this, we say it a lot the word safe, but you have this safe little bubble where, you know, you have 90 minutes to get like you talked about from, from beginning to end where, you know, they have to have the, the perfect ending. And it's like, that's not enough time to get into something real. And so we just, we never get there because there's not enough time.
0: Well, speaking of time, we're pretty close to ours today. Any final thoughts
3: on all this, Xander? Uh, well. Lover of cats. Yes. Indie artist. Mm. Liker of cats. Lover of my wife, who all is right. a lover of cats. I'm glad,
1: th- I'm glad that's, that's different. Those <laughs> yes.
0: two things said in succession like that felt weird to me. I'm not sure why. It made me a little uncomfortable.
1: But isn't that what we're talking about? Being Being okay to be uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Getting real.
3: Is it it getting real now? Is that what's happening? Let this be a commission to all the creators who hear this. Make good stuff. Make better stuff. That too.
0: All right. Listen
3: to Billy Corgan.
0: Yeah. I think Jesus would like better bands and better movies. Yes. I mean, he already knows how they're all going to end anyway. But, I mean, like, you know,
2: Conda. You know, I'm going to be super lame here. Uh, I went and saw a movie recently, and um, in the movie, they talked about it doesn't matter how long you have your audience for, but when you have them, you better have something to say. And I feel like mm. if you don't have something to say that's unique and real, just don't say it. And so I think that's mm. a lot with art. If you're just going to car- carbon copy something, we've mm. already got it. Bingo.
0: John, you got anything else on this? No. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Conda, what's next? I think we're going to wrap up the show. We are? Yeah. We don't have anything else to go?
2: Um, unless we're going to talk about our favorite Christian movies. Oh. That'll be a quick discussion. <laughs> I love that idea. That like, would be a quick discussion. let do it. I have great. one. All right. Let's, let's spin
3: back in the same order. Xander. Yeah. Favorite Christian movie would be anything in the Dark Knight series. I thought he was great there.
2: Because <laughs> the Christian <laughs> battle.
3: Or American Psycho. I thought that was good, too. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Christian Bale that was, was the best.
3: Any? Wow. All
0: right, favorite Christian movie or favorite Christian Bale movie? Either way. <laughs> all right, Kondo, what you
2: got? Oh, uh, the Prince of Egypt, so DreamWorks Animation. Yeah, yeah, okay. we all know
0: what we all know who made it. Yes, Congratulations. Right. Christian Bale was not in that. However, you said Christian movie or wasn't, Christian Bale? Wasn't he in the other one that they made, like the live action one that was terrible? Oh
1: yes, Did he get a live action. Yes, movie? he was. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You doubled deep. up, man. Yeah. You Boom. did?
3: That was like a Epic. daily double. Nice. <laughs> All right.
0: That was McEpic. Wow. wow.
1: John Allen <laughs> says? Uh, definitely Machine Gun Preacher. Wow. Is that from that church you were
2: telling us about? No, 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 no. <laughs> it sure would no.
1: no, we actually, we rented, I was in a guy's group and we were going to have a guy's night. We rented it as a joke because we thought it was going to be horrible. And it's one of those movies where it kinda, I guess it snuck up and surprised us. But And it's not a Christian movie. It, I wouldn't qualify it. Honestly, it's a Christian movie, but um, it was about a, a guy who saved orphans, and he was a preacher, and and he used drastic. Measures to right. do so. I'm assuming
0: machine guns were a part but, of the dress. Oh, absolutely, measures. yeah. It was,
1: <laughs> it was, it was pretty awesome. And um, the beginning of it, it's one of these things where I watched it and I was like, I wish Christian movies were like this one. <laughs> so,
0: do they say bad words?
1: They say bad words. You're and out. Yes. My mom's not going go to. I know, I know, I know. There you so go. Lost the that. audience already. Yeah, but that's real life, man. So it makes yeah. me
3: think of a movie I saw while I was scrolling through the guide once. And I don't feel like it was a Christian movie. It was yep. called Nude Nuns with Guns. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and guess. <laughs> <laughs> You got the bell on
1: that, that one. That is bell-worthy. That's not a that's Christian bell-worthy. movie. Uh, it's a shame so it's, we don't edit this podcast. I just
0: watched a movie the other day that really called to mind a scripture that I love. That's found in Ezekiel, and it starts, "The path of the righteous man is mm. beset by iniquities on all sides." Well, pulp fiction.
1: Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure.
0: I think the present, the Classics. prominent featuring of that scripture Makes counts. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Outside of that, I just went and saw Vice that that Christian, Christian Bale, was Bale. and it was yeah okay it, was, that it was, was pretty good yeah it was pretty it was good pretty great alright well now we are actually gonna wrap up the podcast so uh, I know but hey ooh. there's always episode three to look forward to there is always episode three
3: yes, yes. who is this guy he sounds hot
0: oh uh. wow wow, wow. <laughs> If he doesn't say so himself,
1: <laughs> it's called narcissism. <laughs>
0: Thank you Thank so you really much to my co host John Allen and Conda, and special thanks to our musical uh, guest Xander. Is it with a with an X or a Z? Oh, it's a Z. If you're trying a Z. to find
1: him online, it's the official Xander. The he official Xander. If you just go at Xander, you're gonna get the unofficial Xander. All right, and that
0: you don't want that. Loser. Xander, do you need to? You want to plug anything? You got anything coming out?
3: Uh, yes. There will be all kinds of new music dropping all year long, so you guys can follow me on Instagram, like John said, at the official Xander, Official and, Xander. and uh, keep up with all of that. Is also it dropping website, or dripping? Both.
0: Oh. Yeah. All right. Just wait. Ice. Uh, You can subscribe to the Least Likely Church Podcast on our website, www.leastlikelychurchpodcast.com, where you will find a video of Xander performing our very first back portion session. And I actually sat in on one of those songs. That's right. That website brought to you, of course, by Robo. Music created for the Least Likely Podcast was composed and performed by Xander himself. Audio mixing provided by RT Productions. Be sure to tune in next time as we try to figure out what culture is and why churches cannot seem to define it. That's it. We're signing off. Conda.
2: It does not do do. This <laughs> is two in a row. Do this, do, is, this is I'm amazing. Make, I'm going to a this different Hang on.
0: Hang on. I'm just going to go one, no. two, three, stop. I'm cutting the music because bro, I, it's, I, it's just, I really, really want you to get it. I, I really get, want yeah. you
2: to.
1: We're for you.
0: All right. No. See, no one
2: feels there's too much pressure. No. I'm going to pick an easier quote. <laughs> Bro, it's up to you. Say whatever you need to say. I was, oh, gosh. It does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. All right. That's mine. You yes. got it. You so got that time? So Don't. much pressure closing it off the podcast. It's really not. We're not going to talk to people again for a few weeks. I feel well, like I just say something important, so well, I mess it
0: up. If it makes you feel any better, we're probably not talking to very many people right now. <laughs> It's true. Well There's probably like eight people that we don't know that somehow accidentally found this and are listening to it in the gym just because they left their phone somewhere else and it's already playing. I
2: know. They like
0: put their phone down and walked away from it and then they're just like, well... Oh, but excellence, right? They're not going to listen guys. if it's not good. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. All right, John. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. <sighs> All right. Um, I am signing off. It is not what a man does that determines whether his work is sacred or secular. It's why he does it. The motive is everything. Let a man sanctify the Lord God in his heart, and he can thereafter do no common act. A.W. Tozer, dropping bombs. The toes. Boom. The toes. We love you guys. We will see you next time.